Who built the ark? Brother Noah built the ark. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC, where we don't always sing to you, but today is a special exception. <laughs> so, <laughs> welcome. We're glad you've tuned in today. My name is Julie Adams and I'm your host and I am joined by Pastor Pat Hand. Welcome, Pastor Pat. Julie, thank you. I don't think mm-hmm. you and I will have to worry about taking our music uh, <laughs> duo on you know, the road. It's funny. I've never been invited to be on the worship team, and you know, I think we know why. <laughs> well, I I think uh, we'll just give them a run for their money. They'll yep. listen to this and they'll ask both of us. Oh yeah, we'll be up there. No. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe playing the triangle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So today we have wrapped up our Long Story Short Summer Series. Long Story Short 2.0, I should say. 2.0. Yep. With a message on Noah, one of our favorite, favorite stories. Well, our favorite at our house anyway. Yeah, I love the story of Noah. You know, people will say to me, come on, Pat, do you really believe that story? And the uh, answer is yes, I believe it's a true story. And so did Jesus. Mm -hmm. He referred to Noah uh, throughout the Gospels. Um, uh, He is quoted um, believing that. Uh, Peter talked about it. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, absolutely. True story that unfolded in Genesis. Awesome. Awesome. So at the beginning of your message, um, part of what you talked about was how old Noah was when he Mm. started building the ark. And it's kind of fascinating how old, how long people lived. Like now, yeah. if you get to your 80s, mm. that's great. Yeah. 90s, ooh, they lived a long life, right? And 100, it's like, ooh. Big deal. They right? put you on the news if you make it to 100. Yeah. Right. Um, but back then, that was, that was nothing. In fact, 100 back then would make the news for dying so young. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. It is incredible if you look at the, <clears throat> if you look at the genealogy, um, there were many uh, people that lived centuries, mm-hmm. you know, and somebody says, well, they just didn't write the numbers down right. And I, I don't believe that. I, I think before the flood, the, the ecosystem uh, of the earth was far different than what it is today. Mm-hmm. You know, today ours is weather-based, whereas I think the ecosystem back then was more of a, was more of a, uh, underground based. Okay. Uh, the Bible says in Genesis that a mist came up every evening and watered everything. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think the ecosystem was different. So you're and, saying there was no rain. Right. It had not rained up until the time of the actual uh, flood. flood. Mm-hmm. And so uh, also I think that with that ecosystem being so different, I think also lifespans were just much longer. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever was happening on earth at that time just encouraged that. And so it was not uncommon for somebody to be six, seven, eight, a uh, hundred years old. Methuselah, mm-hmm. uh, who was the great granddad of Noah, was 969 years. Wow. Yeah. Unreal. Can you imagine that? Nope. A thousand years ago. Um, w- w- <laughs> Goodness, I can't even imagine that. Nope. So, yeah. 
That's wild. It is wild. And so uh, you're looking at the Middle Ages for us, like uh, a thousand years ago would have been right in the middle of the Middle Ages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine being born in the Middle Ages and living to 2021 oh. and all the... Different oh changes. man! Even so, my grandma Velcro, I, <laughs> <laughs> running water, running like water. oh yeah. man, oh that's crazy. I know my uh, grandmother would often tell us stories about being a little girl mm. and you know having to light the lamps at night and sure. not having electricity when Goodness. she was a child wow. and running water and that sort of thing. So. And she saw a lot of changes in her, you know. I would say she did. Yeah. Our grandparents yeah. saw a lot of changes, right? Yep. So, um, so it was it was not unusual for that type of thing to uh, to happen. Mm -hmm. And so, but it was a cutting edge sword, also, which brings us to our story. That longevity also meant more human depravity. Mm -hmm. And so there came a point in Genesis chapter six, it's hard to believe, but it says um, in verse, uh, what is that? Verse five, mm -hmm. the Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth and he saw that everything they, they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them. Can you imagine that? No. God being that way? Uh, feeling so dejected that <clears throat> people had turned from righteousness. And so God decided to start over. Mm -hmm. Wow. A do-over. A do-over. Yeah. And uh, there was one person for that mission. And that's where we see our, our guy, Noah. Mm -hmm. Noah, um, the Bible says he had found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And so God tells Noah, I'm going to destroy the earth. Uh, can you imagine being the recipient of that news from God? I'm going to destroy the earth. And knowing you were the only one to receive that news? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That would be mind-boggling. Oh, yeah. And, um, and then to be told that your family, eight of you, are going to start this world over. Wow. And you're going to be responsible for providing a menagerie so that all the species of the earth can be saved. Yep. I mean, at one point you got to be saying, am I hearing this right? Am, am I, well, and am it, I hallucinating here? And you know? it would have been easier for Noah to just go along with everyone else. Yeah. You know, because yeah. everyone else was doing it and that would have yeah. been easier for right. him than to stand alone on, you know, what mm -hmm. he believed. You know, Boy. you make a really good point there because uh, receiving that news uh, was probably something he was capable of handling because he had already been walking with the Lord. He had yeah. already been misunderstood and made fun of. And, oh, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point. And, and so um, the water is going to cover the earth. And so God has this plan to build a floating menagerie, an ark, an ark, a barge, a boat of safety, mm -hmm. and that a pair of each animal species would be housed in it. Can you imagine that? But for but so going back, could you imagine God describing rain to Noah? Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna bring rain. What's uh, that? What's that? 
Well, water's going to fall from the sky in tiny drops. What's a drop? What do you mean yeah, by yeah, that? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it, it's true because they didn't have showers back then. No. So uh, he wouldn't understand the concept. No, I'm um, sure if he told anyone about what God told them, they would thought he was a dingbat. He totally lost his mind. Well, get this. Um, if you've ever seen the movie Evan Almighty, yes, love that movie. It kind of gives you a little bit of an idea of yep. how he was misunderstood and how maybe he was he was trying to figure out what God was trying to do, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. God gives him the plans to build one point four million square feet of boat, and this ark was going to be. Uh, approximately 500 feet long, 100 foot wide, and about uh, 60 feet tall. And That's wild. It is wild. And so he used a gopher wood, which mm-hmm. we I think we would call cedar today. Sure. And so um, it's, it's guesstimated, because that's all it is. Right. It's guesstimated that it took him about 75 to 100 years to oh, build yeah. the ark. What's the square footage of the church? Do you know? Oh. Um, That's okay. I was just curious how I it know, I know. I was thinking wise. about that. I If you take the parking lot, our parking lot, I think, is uh, something like 140,000 square feet? No, that can't be right. Mm-mm. Scratch that part of the conversation, yeah. <laughs> folks. I don't remember. I, I do know that um, uh, it's pretty huge. If you if you Google the ARC experience in mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Have you been? I haven't been. I have friends that have gone who have said it's really amazing. Yeah, I haven't been. But they built a replica as best as they could understand mm-hmm. uh, Genesis. And so Google that, and you'll get an idea of what the ark looked like. It really was a glorified barge, and it had three levels, mm-hmm. um, I would assume, for the supplies, for the animals, and then for Noah and his family. So um, all the species of the earth, God brought them to the ark. It wasn't like he had to go out and round them up. Hunt them down. Can you imagine what that looked like to see all of these animals coming two by two uh, to the uh, to the ark? It, it would just would have had to been amazing. Oh yeah. And uh, and in building that ark, think about this. Noah was in constant communication with God for 75, 80, 85, whatever years it took. Mm-hmm. Here, God had his building foreman, Noah. And they were in constant communication. Um, that would have to have been pretty amazing to be yeah. hearing from God every day, you know. But then moving day came. Yep. And all the animals went aboard. And, um, and it was two by two, male and female, obviously, to reproduce. And Noah and his family moved in with all the food, with all the supplies. And and now did God tell them how long they were going to be like? How, I don't think so. Ooh, how would you know, know how of. much to pack? Oh, no, that's a good question. So there must have been some idea of how long. That's a good question. Um, so obviously they they put a lot of food and stuff on board. Yeah. And and then the Bible says this is I think interesting. The Bible says that they got together in the ark and they were in the ark for seven days before any water came. 
Can you imagine <laughs> what people were thinking? You know, there's that idiot. He's, I don't know how he got all those animals there, but this guy's crazy. Look at it. Hey, you know, I'm sure they were crying out to him. They were throwing tomatoes at his yes. uh, windows. Yeah. I imagine they were. And, um, but I, I see God always has a purpose in everything he yeah. does, right? And probably it, it, that seven days was probably important for those animals to acclimate. Yep. I mean, these are wild animals, oh, yeah. right? And uh, I would assume, I don't know this, Genesis doesn't say this, mm-hmm. I would assume that they were young animals. You would guess. Aboard, yeah. Right? That God brought to him. That would make sense. That makes sense, right? Did animals live longer back then as well? Ooh, I would think so. I would think so. Uh, there are some who, uh, there's uh, some creation scientists who believe that the dinosaurs were roaming at this time yep. as well, and that the flood was part of the coming of an end of the species of dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I, I, I can only imagine being in there for a week f- for them to acclimate before the rain came. Did he tell Noah he was going to be in there a week, or was he like tying yes, aboard the I, boat? Okay. I think the Bible... Uh, kind of talks about that a little bit. So I think he knew that there was going to be kind of a break-in mm-hmm. uh, period. And then the rains came. The Bible says 40 days and 40 nights. And then the rivers, the, the, the uh, underground rivers and waters of the deep uh, under the earth broke open. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> can you imagine between... All of that happening under the earth coming to the surface, plus the rains and the rivers and so forth. Um, it would be cataclysmic to the ecosystem that was existing then. Oh, yeah. It would be cataclysmic to the terrain. Mm-hmm. Everything changed with yeah. the flood, right? And so, uh, and here they were trapped together 24 7 for <laughs> a year. You know? Boy, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it, though? Yeah. You know, some of us can probably relate to this yeah. of um, the uh, the routine of being together uh, day in, day out, week in, week out, uh, month in, month out during the, mm-hmm. the real shutdown when we couldn't go to school, couldn't go to work. Oh, man. So... Some of our folks probably have a little taste of what Noah oh, yeah. and his family. <laughs> and, and then think about this. Can you imagine shoveling manure every day for a year? And I don't know who figures this stuff, but scientists have figured that probably they had upwards of 80,000 tons oh, of manure. Ew. <laughs> Well, I mean, people own horses and they, you know, muck out the stalls every right? day or whatever. However, however, it's not, yeah. you know, not a billion square feet of. <laughs> and can you imagine? I, I, it probably got so tedious. It probably got so. Oh, when is this going to end? Yeah. It probably got. To, he was ready to daydream of drilling holes in the ark and just getting it yeah, over boy. with, right? Yep. And. And I can imagine right now the parrots and the crows had to be driving Noah and his mm-hmm. family. If I have to clean that elephant's stall one more time today, <laughs> I'm going to have elephant for supper. You know, I, I, I can only imagine yep. what they were. Do you think they brought extra animals to eat? Do they eat I think vegetables? so. Yeah. Sure. I think that's exactly what they did. A couple I th- cows for milk or whatever they sure, sure. did at that time. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. 
And uh, I mean, if you're going to be stuck in the house, you want to have steak every once yeah. in a while. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> so uh, the spiritual weariness and the physical weariness of that long year is not lost on me of what our folks have gone through uh, during these days and season and time. And it's easy, perhaps, to lose hope. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where the real story of Noah is, is that he didn't lose hope. And I think there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, I think just this idea that for a year he didn't hear from God. Mm -hmm. I mean, he didn't hear nada, nothing. Here he'd been in constant communication with God in building the ark. But in Genesis, where we read where they're in the ark, we don't hear of anything where God... In fact, it's interesting. The Bible says God remembered Noah and his family. And so that would denote that they probably went a long time without hearing from God. Yeah. Why did God choose to do that? Well, I think... I think it's important for us to realize that there's a difference between being abandoned or alone by God mm -hmm. and God being silent. There's a difference. Yeah. Right? And I think with Noah and his family, they didn't hear from God, but they weren't abandoned by God. Mm -hmm. and, and, um, and so he was able to find hope, first of all, based on his past. Uh, while in the ark, okay, there was no reference that they spoke with God. But understand this, they, they were sitting in the very instrument that God mm -hmm. had designed for, for, them, them. for yeah. them in the midst of his silence. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we have to look back to the times that God worked in our behalf, that he answered prayer, that, that the joyous times that we celebrated, so that when we go through these times, God never abandons us. But sometimes God is silent. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that is so that we can remember him and so that we can trust him mm -hmm. that, okay, I'm not abandoned. He's just silent right now. Yeah. And I think that's what was going on. But not having, if he didn't have the past to draw from or the very fact that they're sitting in the instrument of salvation, then, then maybe they could have lost hope. But I think having that to fall back on and look at uh, is important. I think people today say, oh, I haven't heard from God in a long time. Mm -hmm. Well, I would differ with them. I'd say every time they used their debit card and they got groceries during the shutdown, every time they locked the door at night and crawled into bed in safety, I, I think every time that, that they were um, driving in the car uh, and not walking somewhere, it was a reminder that God has provided and that mm -hmm. God has not abandoned me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, being able to think on those things helps us in these times where God's quiet. And then just persistence. Mm -hmm. I think it's important in times where God is silent to be persistent in who we are and what we do and not give up, but keep on putting one foot in front of the other. And... And can you imagine a year in the ark, a year without fresh air, a year without fresh fruit and veggies, a, a year without enjoying a hike or a swim or a nice hot bath? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Oh. Um, you know, I think that um, 
Noah began looking to tomorrow. Yeah. You have to have hope. And he was looking to the day when the ark would be settled and the door would be opened and they would be done with this chapter of their life. And I just say to all of our friends today, what you may be going through, worrying about school this fall and having to adapt to working at home and just all of the things that have been a tough grind, I would just say keep putting your foot in front of the other. Keep looking that there is going to come an end of this season yeah. and to be looking forward to that, mm-hmm. you know? And then the last thing we see with him is that he was very patient, you know? We don't see anywhere where he's shaking his fist at God during the year in the ark, you know? Or during that 75 years when people, I'm sure, mocked him. Oh, I'm sure. Right? Yep. Uh, We don't see that. We we see, in fact, that uh, he was very patient in these days. And so I think uh, the day came. Genesis chapter 8, when they were able to leave the ark, and uh, Noah was there to see the rainbow. Mm -hmm. And I think I just want to say to our folks, keep putting one foot in front of the other. God has Mm -hmm. not forgotten us, and be there to see the rainbow. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, the old story is that it wasn't unicorn and rainbows, because the unicorns were late for the boat. (laughs) They didn't make it. (laughs) They didn't make it, yeah. (laughs) Um, And you can't miss the gospel here before we conclude. You can't miss the gospel here. This is a beautiful typography of of seeing Jesus in the Old Testament, that the ark is uh, is Jesus in our life, Mm -hmm. that we're we're in his hands no matter the storm around yeah Mm -hmm. and that we were saved from judgment by jesus you know and and that uh god closed the door on the hatch uh guaranteeing the safety jesus resurrected guaranteeing our salvation there's so many there's so many things there and so uh we don't want to miss seeing jesus in this story either and what a what a great what a great story it is yeah. for us to conclude the series on mm-hmm. that God is faithful even when he's silent. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So before we close, Pat, or as we're closing, what's on deck? What's next? Mm. I'm very excited. We have a couple of weeks coming up as we um, we have our fall kickoff, and yes. which will be an outdoor service on the 12th. and. Come at nine thirty for donuts and donuts coffee and, and coffee. Yes, and then the service is at ten. That'll be great. Mm-hmm. Bring your lawn chairs and yep. hat, and weather permitting, we'll be outside. And then the next Sunday on the nineteenth, we have anniversary Sunday. I'm Hooray. so excited. Yep. Our hundred and fortieth anniversary, and we, as you well know, Julie, because mm-hmm. you're in the middle of working on it. Uh, we have some beautiful pictures. We have music. Mm-hmm. We have music from yesteryear. We. Yep. Uh, have some great stories of people who have been here for a long time. It's going to be, I don't know if you know this, I you do, but I, I don't know if our listeners do, that usually 140-year-old churches are just relics. Yes. And God has mm-hmm. allowed us to remain vibrant and, um, and just uh, fulfilling the mission of Jesus. Yep. And so we have something to celebrate, right? Yeah, absolutely you know, we do. Longevity, old age, yes. as it were, for the church. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to get through the Thanksgiving season together, and we're going to start a brand new Bible series. 
in October called Address the Mess. <laughs> <laughs> a study in First Corinthians. <laughs> it is. We're, we're going to be looking for um, uh, Jesus in the chaos of life and lessons that we can learn in this for the church. And so we'll be looking at First Corinthians together, mm -hmm. and it's going to be great. So a lot of good stuff coming up. Yeah. How many chapters are in First Corinthians? Do you know offhand? Oh, there's, uh, I think, 15 chapters are in 1 Corinthians. Are we looking at all 15? Or? We're doing an overview, so we've yeah. divided it into six sections, mm -hmm. and uh, it's, going, it's going to be very helpful because Paul addressed five different issues to the yeah. church. And so we'll do an introduction, and then we'll look at those five issues over six weeks. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you very much, Pat. Any Thanks, closing Julie. thoughts? I would just say, I know that some of our folks, this has been a tough season mm -hmm. and there's some uh, concern going into the fall of what it's going to look like and be like. And maybe some of you are really wondering, where is God in all of this? And I'm telling you right now, he's right there next to you. He's, mm -hmm. he's right there inside you. Um, God, uh, God is there. And, um, you know, when you're at the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on because he's there. Hang I up. like that. He's there. Thanks, Pat. Um, so we look forward to connecting with you again next week. Thank you for joining us, and we hope and pray that you have a great week. Have a great week, everybody. You are loved.